0: The Champions for NorCal Kids, a podcast designed to highlight the great champions and work of the youngest members of our community in Northern California.
1: Join us, First Five Shasta Director Wendy Dickens and First Five Tahama Director Heidi Mendenhall, as we discuss
0: topics that are focused on children ages 0 to 5 and, of course, their families. Our goal is to inspire, empower, and cultivate a sense of community filled with hope and connection. Hey everybody we're so excited we have the best topic today it's one of our favorites i know we say that a lot but it's true and it's because it relates to most of our other favorite topics is that right heidi
1: a hundred percent done we are talking about week of the young child
0: the young child mainly because it's all focused on young children right and it really is something that first fives across the state get involved in, want to be uh, making sure our communities are involved in, and that is no different for our areas up here. So Shasta and Tehama, we do a lot of work within the community around making sure we're supporting partners um, to do things within their own areas for Week of the Young Child. And so we're going to talk a little bit about what Week of the Young Child is, what it means to us personally, what it means to our organizations, and how you might be able to get involved in Week of the Young Child. Yes,
1: thank you so much. That was a great description. And there is a key association to think about, which is the National Early Childhood Association, NAE. So I didn't say that. Nash,
0: you see. The say National NAEYC. Association of Education of Young Children, NAEYC. And then there's a CAEYC, right? California Association yes. of Education for Young Children. It's a mouthful, Heidi. You did just fine. You did just fine. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So NAEYC is really who um, launched and initiated the Week of the Young Child. And it's really a great way to highlight the professionalism of early childhood educators. And, you know, when we say early childhood educators, we are talking about home visitors. We are talking about teachers. We are talking about family childcare providers. We're talking about TK teachers, kindergarten teachers, preschool teachers, toddler teachers. We are talking about social and welfare workers, right? Anybody that touches our positive mental health supports, um, our clinicians, like our zero to five workforce, right? And that is really what this week is intended to highlight is the professionalism and level of effort and excellence that they provide to our children and families all year long.
0: Exactly. And it's so important that that you highlighted all of those different people because I don't think everybody really understands that it is all of those. Anybody touching the lives and working with children who are in the zero to five, helping moms who are prenatal actually, right? Because you're developing brains. So it's all about that brain development, the foundation of what we need to grow into really strong adults and be very productive members of our community, right? So I think you know when we think of Week of the young child, it's kind of a way of highlighting all of the work that's being done in our community. And many times it's an opportunity for other families to connect with other families in a way that they haven't been able to do. And that will be so true in certain circumstances, right?
1: A hundred percent. I love that because it is about the family connection. Um, You know, I didn't mention coaches, which I also, I want to highlight too, because I think oftentimes kind of our recreation sector gets overlooked when thinking about the importance of that zero to five support. So all the dance teachers, the gymnastics coaches, the t-ball coaches that are also supporting those zero to five-year-olds, they would also greatly benefit from checking out many of the resources on NAEYC's website. And so I am saying that as a shameless commercial to anyone listening to go check out the website and and see the resources and see the national events that are happening for Week of the Young Child to get inspired, because it's really a great opportunity to strategize and kind of take a look at what they've invented and how we can reinvent it for our local area.
0: I love that. And I do think, you know, we have a local chapter. It's um, here in Shasta County. And I believe Tehama County is a part of that. But we can check into that for you all. And we'll put it in the bio link. But it's C C A E Y C, which is the Cascade And I'm not sure what all of the acronym stands for because it's not California, but Cascade area um, for the education of young children. And so I think that, you know, that association talks about how do we promote things within our community? How do we, you know, make sure we're enhancing the lives of the youngest members of our community and supporting those in the professional world and in the world of. Working in the capacity uh, that you might be volunteering in, in my opinion, volunteers who work with children that are young are often their coaches, often they you know other people who are you know connected to them, mentors they are so important to that brain development and it can't be overlooked so I appreciate you highlighting coaches as well and I would agree to you know anybody listening to go to the NAEYC to the CAEYC and to you know first fives websites to look for what can you do during week of the young child as far as activities what's going on nationally what's going on locally We all have things that are happening and they're very fun events. And sometimes there's some trainings that are really useful for anybody to attend, whether you be a parent, um, an aunt, uncle, sister, you know, cousin, grandma, grandpa, or a care provider in another capacity or a professional in another capacity. You can totally go on, look for resources that will fit for you um, and find out if there's new information that you could have to brighten your own day or to brighten a child's day or some new activities that you could participate in. I think it's just a fun and exciting time that highlights the importance of young children and communities. Um, I don't know about you, Heidi, but when I go out and I see an activity at the park where there's a bunch of young kids having a great time and you hear they're giggling and you hear they're laughing and and the parents are all smiling Um, and even if one like you know stubs their toe or falls and skins a knee and they're crying and you see the wonderful like camaraderie that it builds with the other kids on the you know at the event or the parents it just fills my heart with such joy and it makes me happy for the rest of the day I just am like oh my gosh look
1: at how wonderful these things are Yes, no, 100%. I actually remember sitting in my dorm room. I went to a couple years of school in Santa Barbara, and one of the things I missed dearly was seeing families because in college, the college area, there's not many. And I totally remember being woken up on a Saturday morning. I won't name the time uh, that I was getting woken up um, to these squealing voices of laughter. I'm like, what is going on? And it was soccer season. Soccer had started, so there was a field across from the dorm rooms. And we could hear just the giggling and laughter. And that has always stayed with me as just uplifting. And, you know, to this day, if I go by a soccer field or I go by a baseball field and I see the children and hear the children, it just makes me filled with joy that it's a community that holds up young children and and has these opportunities for them. So I love that description of the sound and sights that fill your cup.
0: I love it too. And and what is so great is that there's often some unique things set for your own um, communities that are culturally appropriate, you know, oftentimes we have some things that are happening in the Hmong and the ocean population that you wouldn't otherwise see happening. There's some, you know, events at the, you know, Japanese cultural thing that happens here that, you know, um, let's delete that part. The Japanese cultural event that occurs here is really important for not only those within that culture, but others to learn and to see. And it's such a great way to expose your own children or yourself to something new and different. And so I think, you know, for me, it's even though I don't have small children anymore that fit into the category of zero to five, I still enjoy going to these events, not only for the laughter, not only for the fun that I'm hearing, But also because I get enriched myself as an adult and, you know, that's always a bonus and a plus for me because I I'm an input person. So I love that kind of feel and I love to learn new things.
1: Oh, I just learned, I didn't realize I'm going to have to check out some of those Facebook pages and maybe me and my children will get to go experience those. I have not experienced a couple of those events that you named. So I'm, I look forward to that. We also have an exciting thing here at Champions for NorCal Kids. We are hosting and launching, as of today, a recognition campaign for our local heroes and champions. Yes. <laughs> Yay, it's so exciting. So for you know, a while now, we've been getting these great conversations and we've been identifying some folks that we know doing great work in our Champions for our kids in Northern California. And now it's your turn to identify those folks. We want you to go to Instagram, to our link tree, find the recognition for Champions for NorCal Kids nomination form and nominate somebody that you see doing great work. Somebody that is either inspiring to you, you look up to, or that you have just seen put their heart and soul and change the lives of children and families in our Northern California area. We will highlight those folks on our Instagram and social media feeds. We may even choose them to be a guest on our podcast and we will just learn about the great work going on and we can share that with others. So we need you to share with us who the champions for NorCal kids are that you see so that we can all see them too.
0: Go to and Instagram we're get our <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, yeah. Instagram, do that. And, you know, we're launching this right now uh, because of Week of the Young Child. But Heidi, this isn't something that's only happening for Week of the Young Child. Is that right? Yes,
1: absolutely. This is going to be ongoing because, as we know, the work doesn't stop. <laughs>
0: right? No, none of it's no, there's no rest, especially, you know, parents understand this. If you have a a young toddler at home, your work never stops. If you have a baby at home, your work is never done. Yes. Zero to five work is never done. That includes for us. We just believe the work is never done and it isn't. So.
1: Right. So we want to hear all year long. And we can't do this without you. So we cannot wait. I'm just so excited. I'm so tickled to see who, you know, who people are gonna nominate and all those un- unsung heroes, ones that you might not always see. You know, it doesn't have to be a leader of an organization. It doesn't have to be um, a preschool teacher. It's somebody that has changed the life of young children and families. And, you know, there are so many champions in our area. I can't wait to, to meet some and, and hear about their stories.
0: I agree. We do have some wonderful people. And I think the other thing for me that's exciting about getting information from the community about highlighting those folks is that we often forget that we have some wonderful resources in our own community. Our, we have experts in our own community. And many times we will try and pull from other areas, but we, we can pull from our our own area, but it would be nice also for people to know who the experts are in other areas from our area so they can bring them to their area to talk about rural um, and frontier type situations, because I do think we have a unique expertise that isn't always found in every single area of our state, Um, but I think we often do not recognize the people who are here doing a wonderful job who are experts who are amazing and it's it's time it's time to have that happen yes
1: yes it is and um and even an even more fun bonus the first 10 nominations that we get that the 10 nominators themselves are going to be entered into a raffle and so we're excited to share the joy and recognize those that are recognizing others the we're last...
0: love raffles raffles are so fun okay.
1: Oh, love. And it has just been, uh, you know, we need we need some fun in our lives. And so entering this spring zone, it'll be fun to be giving away some of that fun. The last thing I wanted to share was also to make sure and check out the, your local County Office of Education. And um, so for example, Shasta County Office of Education and Tehama County Department of Education, both of their LPCs and the local RNR, which is actually shared, um, will also be hosting or sharing some events for Week of the Young Child. So those are other great resources to go to to, to learn about what's going on
0: yes and shasta first five shasta has on our website a calendar of all the events that we're aware of for week of the young child Uh, we do that every year and then there are a few usually hard copies floating around somewhere so you should be able to find one of those as well and we often partner with our um shasta county office of education who does an amazing job and they are the resource and referral for both tehama and shasta county Uh, but local um, LPCs and local offices of education often, you know, have some things that they can provide to you if you're not in those two counties, as well as just know that many of our counties also have helped me grow, which is a great resource for knowing about the child development and often have some information to disseminate on week of the young child around fun activities to do at home with your kids. So, you know, uh, many times these activities that are provided by other it, other entities within the county, agencies, businesses, whatever it is, um, are found, you know, off of some of our tip sheets anyway. So, um, you know, and can, you can take them home. Many of them as well. So many of them provide activities to take home. The other fun thing that we do in Shasta County, I'm not sure about Tehama County, is we do paper dolls where we. S- have the various preschools tks you know childcare facilities have their you know three four year olds um, sometimes twos but mainly threes and fours um do a paper doll and you know however they want to you know if they want to paste things on or if they want to color or if they want to whatever it is right and then the classroom has their paper dolls taped to a business the business displays them so then they can go around the community and the business community has young kids coming in and the young kids get to have their artwork displayed by a business. So it's kind of a fun way for business to get involved and to be able to demonstrate that they also support, you know, those who need the most support, the zero to five, right?
1: That's awesome. We also, there's something kind of unique about Tehama County is that the end of every week of the young child is also our Rodeo and Rodeo in Tehama County, our Bedluff Rodeo is a very large county event. And so it's very common to kind of celebrate at the end with a trip or a visit to um, Friday, which used to be referred to as Slack day, but it's prelims day and family day at the rodeo. And it's usually very low cost. And often we have scholarships and um, and ways for families to get in. And it's just a great way to be outside, be in the community and experiencing a local culture event. And so that's been, that's been fabulous to see. And we often, the teachers are so creative. We often see them, inspired by rodeo throughout the week and and doing experiences and activities to highlight week of the young child throughout that so i, I was it. just pulling up um so often there's themes so on the NAUIC site i see music monday tasty tuesday work together wednesday artsy thursday and family friday so i thought for our final five it might be kind of fun to go through rapid fire like one of your favorite music activities to do with kids and then i'll talk about my favorite tasty tuesday activity
0: to do with children what do you think sure sounds fun to me uh my favorite music activity oh that one's a hard one because i had a couple that i really really loved there were some songs that i really loved that had all that finger play actions and they got to do all of that but one of my very favorite things to do was to take out the scarves and to listen to different types of music. So fast and slow symphony music to jazz, to, you know, and then let them use the scarves in a way that flowed in their mind to the music, right? So, you know, kids had their own unique interpretations of what that would look like with their scarf and that music. And I think it's just a great way for them to be introduced to all of the pieces of, you know, music that has you know, a different pace. And we do a little symphony here. Um, you know, the North State Symphony does some work up here around helping educate kids around, you know, instruments, etc. And they do one for the young, the littles. And it always reminds me of, of that time when I worked in preschools and with my kids and their, and their scarves and they're like, oh, and now you're going to go faster. And it's going to go faster. And now it's going to go slower. No, it's deep in the slot. Anyway, so I love that. That was my favorite. That was my favorite.
1: I love it. I love that. Okay. Tasty Tuesday. What's my favorite Tasty Tuesday experience? I think one of my favorites is something we used to call strawberry pizza. And so it is a graham cracker or any kind of cracker base and then um, yogurt. So like a you know, just a regular vanilla or non flavored yogurt, just plain yogurt. So there's, you know, um, meets our nutrition guidelines of nine grams of sugar or less per uh, serving of yogurt. And then we gave the kids a little strawberry. And one of those crinkle cutters, have you ever seen? They're like these safety crinkle cutters. And we would let them cut the strawberries so that they became these like beautiful waves. And then they could just, you know, arrange the strawberries on their uh, cracker with yogurt on it. And it became a little strawberry pizza for them to snack on and we talk about the different shapes and the different textures and they can make patterns and plus they were really learning that great skill of cutting and being self-sufficient and creating their own
0: snack i love it i love it all right okay what's wednesday Wednesday. work together wednesday work together wednesday so work together you know i think that the the fun thing about that one would be to take the kids out to do gardening because you're working together to plant the you know little plants and you have to tend to the soil. You talk about the soil, you talk about, you know, you do it together and dig the hole to put the, you know, seed into and cover it and then water it together. And you really talk about, you know, what that means to do. And then the other thing is just to, to put out a ton of blocks and have them build together. I mean, you know, kids just love blocks and love to build with blocks and blocks are a little different than legos right like they don't connect together so it does take a little bit more of an effort to build something with one another because you have to be careful or you have to you know kind of plan out a little tiny bit so it's really interesting to watch threes and fours do that because they don't necessarily have the same kind of skill set obviously that is six seven eight and then older wood right so you know it's always fun to watch and fun to listen and and of course human behavior is one of the, my favorite areas so I just I just it is fun to you know also then apply my knowledge around child development and say oh yeah that's very developmentally appropriate for that three because it's barely you know that person's barely a three and you know that person's almost a five so you know you can really see the difference when they have to cooperate and do cooperative play um which is what that reminds me of is that whole cooperative play
1: oh I love that I love it
0: Okay. Artsy, artsy
1: Thursday. Um, you know what I am actually going to talk about? The garden inspired me. And this is um, kind of a a throwback activity um, with the amplified a little bit. So if you haven't ever done leaf rubbings, you know, leaf rubbings are something I grew up doing. We pick all different leaves. We go for walks. We find the different things and you put them under paper and then you just use a crayon and you rub the paper on top. And you get this beautiful print, basically, right? And you can see it come through the paper. Ha. Now, here's the amplified version with herbs. So, if you pick basil or you pick rosemary or you pick lavender, which in our areas, there are some walking paths that rosemary and oregano and lavender grow plentiful on, right? You can just pick um, yeah. and go shop to Hammond County. Mm-hmm. The aroma because of the oils that are released, smells so good. And it just totally shifts and changes the experience. So we, um, there's a program, it's called Shine, and it's about um, ha- exercising and having nutrition and physical activity um, in in preschool. And that was something I learned there. And it just, I do it every, you know, every, every chance I get with as many children that end up in my front yard. So I love the leaf from me. <laughs>
0: I love that the uh, using oregano's or we did flowers and we did, um, you know, leaves, but I hadn't tried the utilization of oregano or a lavender, but I imagine that is it would just make it smell, you know, enticing and different and it definitely has that olfactory sensory experience as opposed to just you know, tactile and sight. Right. So, you know, the more you can add components from all of the different senses, you know, uh, it's the better of the situation, right? Like, so even the cooking one that you talked about, you're adding another layer because you get to taste it. And so there's the sight, the smell, the taste the, you know, touch. And so it, that's what really activates brains, right? Is using your five senses to learn. And that's why kids put stuff in their mouth when they're little, little, because they're using their other, you know, sense. And we're like, oh which is also appropriate <laughs> for us to say, but just so you know, it's, you know, that's why, right? I All right. It was family. I think we should both do family Friday. Cause I think it's probably a fun one. So family Friday, I, you know, I have fond memories of having my children on Fridays. We would, you know, pick a movie and we would sit and watch the movie after we made our own popcorn and then we would play a game. So we did a lot of board games, um, you know, and for littles, it was, you know, when my kids were little, it was Candyland or, you know, it was games that you know, we're teaching them the different colors or numbers. Um, so for that, we would, we would often do that. And it was the one time I allowed them to kind of have dinner in the living room because our rules at the table. And so it was, it was a way for the family to have a different event during the week. Cause we had a good week and it was a fun time for us. Um, but also it was still teaching, right? Cause kids learn through play. Um, and so, you know, is important for you to be able to have some fun while that while you're doing that though too. So it was always a very fond memory for me.
1: I love that. We have we have similar, we call it movie nights in our house, but movie nights really truly means you get to eat dinner on the ground with popcorn. <laughs> right. And, and then whatever else happens, movie games and whatnot. Um that's that's in their brains, that's what that means. Even it doesn't even necessarily mean there's a movie on. It's kind of funny. Um, But what came to mind actually was Family Walks. So for Family Friday, um, we kind of, we implemented this actually at the beginning of the pandemic um, as a self-care strategy for my husband and I to be able to connect and go for a walk and leave the house. Good Good thinking. (laughs) and it really it grew from there and it's become something that the kids look forward to to do family walk on Friday and it starts often with them in a stroller and my husband and I connecting and then ends with them both out of the stroller dawdling picking flowers and doing other things Uh, recently it was making a dam in a ditch but we refer to the ditch as the creek Um, you know only the best for my kids (laughs) (gasps)
0: What <gasps> um, right, it's, it's it's fun what we decide what we're gonna call things so that it's yes, not that you know <laughs> I love it I love it I love it. Well, that was such a fun topic. I think, you know, obviously there's tons of activities you could be doing as a family. There's tons of activities you could do, you know, um, outside the home, inside the home, you know, whatever it's going to look like for you and your family, the most comfortable things. But in all of that, you're going to find a way to connect as a family with your children. And that family can look however your family looks. There's no one way a family looks. And then you're gonna connect with their child on a different level when you're doing these things, as well as you may be able to connect to other families if there's outdoor events that you wish to attend. And then you're gonna connect to other professionals if you're a professional or um, to a professional, even if you're a a care provider of some sort, if you're going out. Uh, And even if you're just picking up an activity and taking it home, there's some connection you can have and that can, provide you with some support later on down the road. So we a child is really a holistic approach, which is really what first fives embrace and feel is appropriate and necessary to the best development for a child. And, you know, making sure that the whole family is getting their needs met as well is important. So I love it because there's lots of fun things to do. Lots of learning that can happen by both adults and children and you know, just, I, I, it's just amazing. And I think it was one of the best things that NAEYC could bring out and, and should be going, it should go forever. It should just go forever. There shouldn't I be more know. than a, a week, it should be a month, a month of the week the young child. And
1: we can't wait to hear you back next week.
0: Yes, thanks for listening. Enjoy, and we'll talk to you guys soon.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Remember to check out the links in the podcast or go to our websites, www.firstfiveshasta.org or www.firstfivetehema.org, for any additional
0: information, resources, or needs. You can also directly email either of us, Wendy at WDICKENS at 5s 5 aorg or Heidi at H-M-E-N-D-E-N-H-A-L-L at first 5 A M A dot com. We hope
1: you enjoyed today's podcast and you'll join us again. Remember, it only takes one person in a
0: child's life to make the difference in building resiliency.
1: Will you be that person?